name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What's God like? Perhaps the best way to, to describe God is to quote the often repeated statement from the Old Testament. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. How gracious, how merciful. Well, this is how much. He looked upon sinful mankind and did not want mankind to be lost and condemned. By grace alone, he made a covenant with Abraham. He promised to make Abraham a great people, that he would give him a land, and that from Abraham would come the Christ who would save all of mankind. Not only did he make Abraham into a great people, but he rescued that people from slavery in Egypt, and by his grace and power, he brought them into the promised land. Furthermore, this gracious and merciful Lord established a kingship from the line of David and promised that from David would come the Christ. God caused his name to dwell in the temple in Jerusalem, and Jerusalem became his holy city, a city to which the faithful could come joyfully as they worshiped the one and only true God. The Lord indeed is gracious and merciful. The Lord loved his people Israel. He loved his temple, and he loved Jerusalem. But how did ancient Israel respond to such a gracious and merciful Lord? Israel worshiped Baal, including the cultic prostitution integral to Baal worship, sacrificed their children to Molech, killed the prophets of God, and let the temple go into disrepair. This is in addition to the rich abusing the poor, blatant dishonesty in dealing with each other, drunkenness, and sexual promiscuity. And what was God's reaction then to the apostasy of his, of his people in the face of his grace and mercy? What was the Lord's reaction to Israel defiling his good work for them? We see, for example, in Isaiah chapter 5, Isaiah having the scathing parable of the vineyard and that God would destroy the vineyard. In Ezekiel 18, you hear the Lord's glory leaving the temple. Now the temple's just another building, Jerusalem's just another city, and God allowed the Babylonians to take Jerusalem, destroy the temple, and take the people into exile. The temple and Jerusalem were forsaken because of God's rightful wrath and judgment on those who scorned his grace and mercy. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So the Lord brought his people back from Babylon. His temple was rebuilt and the walls of Jerusalem were rebuilt also. And the people of God awaited the promise of the coming of Christ. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He is so gracious, so merciful, that he sent his son into the world to be born of the Virgin Mary. God became incarnate. Jesus is the promised Christ, longed for ever since the fall, longed for ever since the promise to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. He is the Christ promised to Moses. He is the Christ, the promised king in the line of David. The angels sang his birth, 
the sick were healed, demons were cast out, lepers were cleansed, the lame could walk, the blind were given their sight, the dead were brought back to life. And Jesus himself proclaimed the coming of the kingdom of God in himself. On Palm Sunday, Jesus rode into Jerusalem, fulfilling the promise of Zechariah chapter 9. And you could hear the loud cry, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Jesus, the promised Christ, came to God's holy city, Jerusalem, and to God's temple. What a wondrous time. But what was the reaction of the chief priests and the scribes to the coming of their longed-for Christ? Was Jesus welcomed into his temple? Instead of welcoming the good and gracious Lord, come into the flesh as their Christ and their eternal King, the chief priests and the scribes hated Jesus. They rejected this gracious and merciful Lord and sought to kill him. Jesus, earlier in the Gospel of Luke, had said this about Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. Behold, your house is forsaken. Jesus wept as he approached Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, knowing that God would have Jerusalem destroyed because Jerusalem rejected Jesus. When Jesus came into the temple, he found it overrun with money changers and sellers of goods. So he cleared them out and declared, it is written, my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of robbers. Now, our gospel lesson today is Tuesday of Holy Week, when Jesus came into the Lord's temple, into his temple, and the chief priests and the scribes, rather than welcoming their gracious and merciful Lord, who's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, they're looking for an opportunity to have Jesus crucified. The Lord is indeed as gracious and merciful, slow to anger, but he will get angry when he is rejected in giving out his mercy. And this is what the scribes and the priests were doing. They are opposing to his face the Lord who is gracious and merciful. No wonder Jesus directs this parable of the tenants against them. To understand the parable of the tenants, in Luke chapter 20, you have to understand that parable, the vineyard, in Isaiah chapter 5. Jesus uses this parable of the tenants and looks directly at these chief priests and scribes and says, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. And when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. When God is gracious and merciful, you don't oppose, you don't ignore, you don't try to silence him. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He has given you and me, Jesus Christ, the incarnate word, crucified and risen as our Savior. 
He has brought us Christ himself and we've been buried with him in his death and his resurrection in the waters of baptism. The Lord is gracious and merciful and he reveals himself to you and to me in his word. The Lord himself comes to us in his body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And yet, how often do we consider God's grace and God's mercy as we look at his creation, the creation of our bodies? And yet, do we consider that he also gives us our bodies, our food and our clothing and all that we need in this life? How often do we consider that we are the Lord's, that our lives, our time, our children, our family, all these are his gracious gifts? How often do we consider the true nature of God's promised Christ throughout history and how Jesus is the fulfillment of God's grace and mercy, these promises given for thousands and thousands of years? How often do we look at our children and immediately see them as the baptizing Christ and that there is nothing more wonderful for our children than to raise them to hear the Lord's word and to receive the sacraments. How often do we consider our own sins and how they're paid for on the cross? How often are our ears deaf to God's gracious and loving word? How often does it seem like the promise of God being gracious and merciful and abounding in steadfast love elicits more a whatever response in our own hearts? The truth is, is that we can be callous to a gracious and merciful Lord. In hearing the Lord's condemnation of the scribes and chief priests, we hear the Lord's condemnation of those refusing to see him and his grace and his mercy and his steadfast love. In our lives, repentance means looking at our callousness and our sinfulness and returning to the Lord who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. We heard those words the beginning of Lent in the book of Joel. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. The very act of Jesus being in the temple and disputing with the chief priests and the scribes is because of his mercy and grace. He will not ever give up on his mission to be the true Christ. These same priests and scribes will see to it that Jesus is crucified. They will see to his death. But Jesus knows this. Jesus knows he will die. He is predicting this over and over again. He will, knows he has to die because of the hatred of sinners towards him. He knows he will die at the hands of sinners. He knows that he dies on behalf of sinners. Jesus knows that apart from his grace and mercy, all people are opposed to him. So Jesus, who is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, willingly allows sinners to oppose him and to crucify him so that he might die for their sins. And he rises from the dead so that sinners would have the hope of eternal life. As you hear the story of Luke chapter 20, these chief priests and the scribes, and Jesus' direct confrontation of the priests and scribes, remember also that Luke writes the book of Acts. And in Acts chapter 6, there's this beautiful verse 
where Luke records that many of the priests now believe in Jesus. Remember also how the Pharisees hated Jesus, but the one who calls himself the Pharisee of Pharisees will later become the great preacher of the gospel, the Apostle Paul. The Lord indeed is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He came for you. He came for me. Jesus is always Jesus, merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. To me, to you, to all sinners. So he is your joy and your hope. He's always Jesus, your savior. Going back to my original question of what is God like, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Jesus is God's mercy and grace in the flesh, come to die for sinners, come to rise for sinners, come to bring sinners to repentance, slow to anger, and always abounding in steadfast love. And we see this expressed so beautifully in this hymn we just sang. My song is love unknown, my Savior's love to me, love to the loveless shown, that they might lovely be. Oh, who am I that for my sake my Lord should take fail flesh and die? Here might I stay and sing no story so divine. Never was love, dear King, never was grief like thine. This is my friend, and whose sweet praise I all my days could gladly spend. Amen. <laughs>